Are you a staffing executive? Do you want to grow your business faster? Check out Staffing Hub Live. It's a new exclusive event designed for staffing execs who want to skip the line and ride business class as they speed towards their growth goals. At Staffing Hub Live, you'll learn how to select the right tech stack to beat your competitors. You'll hear from industry leaders who've grown firms from nothing to over $500 million in sales in just a few years. And you'll get tips from executives who have scaled through acquisition. Visit staffinghub.com slash live to learn more about this exclusive event. Hello, and welcome to The Staffing Show, the only podcast that delivers tools, tips, and tactics from the staffing and recruiting industry's top executives and thought leaders. So we're here in Boston at the Bullhorn Engage conference. I'm talking to Vinny DeVoe, the business application manager at Signature Consultants. Thanks for joining me today, Vinny. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So you've been in staffing for over 20 years now, and uh, you helped grow Signature Consultants into the powerhouse that it is today. And what would you say it takes to scale a staffing firm? People. I mean, I've been with Signature for 20 years. I started off when we were four offices, about 30 employees. We now have over 27 offices and 650 employees. So it's been quite a ride. And to see the company go from a very small organization to where we are today um, in a very short period of time, you know, we haven't been 650 employees for a very long time. So when, you know, even five years ago, we were close to a couple hundred. So to even see it grow as rapidly as it has in the past few years, it's been really awesome. And to have the opportunity to be part of a company uh, like Signature. But I would say the biggest thing for us has just been, like I said, the people, but also, you know, having a very robust training and development program. Mm. I started off at Signature as a recruiter here in Boston. And I moved down to Fort Lauderdale in 2005 and actually helped build uh, and start our training and development program. So I did that for eight years. um, And while I was in the training and development program, I actually got involved in technology um, and implementing Bullhorn. So that eventually evolved and opportunities arose where we needed someone to support all of our applications. But I saw a lot in the training and development program where we were at a point where we couldn't continue to hire experienced people all the time. It wasn't scalable to grow the organization. So what we decided to do was to shift our approach in hiring. We needed to be able to hire people from the ground up, hire them right out of college, train them the signature way, and really bring them through our own training and development program. And that's evolved too. Um, we just recently rolled out a brand new program about a year ago where we're kind of looking to take the company to the next level as far as initially was how do we bring in new recruiters. Now it's how do we make those recruiters into salespeople? Uh. That's been our challenge and we're really working towards that. And so, you know, last uh, two years, we've won the top 100 uh, training and development by ATD award, um, which is not staffing. That's all Mm -hmm. industries. Mm -hmm. So that's been um, exciting, you know, especially going back to 2007 when I was in training to see where we've come today. But I know that you, you see the power of training, you see the power of having a, a mentor program and bringing people through that and seeing them develop. You know, I see people that when I was in the training and development program now managing a branch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really exciting. That's allowed us to fuel the growth across the entire organization. That's interesting. I think on both sides of the spectrum, staffing firms are interested in what it takes to build a strong internal team, of course, and what it takes to build a strong candidate pool. And right. it seems like 
there's a lot of overlap here. And I was interested in what you said about moving away from trying to get the existing like top level employees when you're hiring. What do you look for in sort of a moldable employee who's just starting out to sort of plug them into your training program? Yeah, a lot of it's been around, you know, initially we've shifted that because it's very difficult to hire good people, mm-hmm. right? So we've shifted that model a bunch of times, but our most, what we're doing now is really targeting sales programs um, mm-hmm. in universities because mm-hmm. that's become, sales has become a major. Um, and so finding key universities across the United States where it aligns with our branches mm-hmm. and starting to recruit very early. We have an internship program where we bring in um, those people a couple years, their junior and senior years, and then the goal obviously is to mm. want them to come in, really experience our culture, experience, ha- be able to actually do the job for a couple summers so that we have an opportunity to show them what it is to be successful in, the, in a seat. Mm. And you know, we've actually really starting to get some momentum on that and actually bringing people in that are now recruiters, right? They were they were an intern, now they're moving into our, our recruiting seat and we even have people that have moved into sales. So it's that piece has been as evolving. It's becoming more of a kind of a standard model for mm-hmm. the organization. Mm-hmm. But you know, over time that's gonna be one recruiting method. Others are just gonna be, you know, just continuing to find good people and, and actually referring, using referral programs internally to bring in I I in my office I there's four or five people that have all came from the same high school. Mm. So it's, you know, going through and, and seeing a group of people that know each other, refer them into the organization. And, you know, we've seen a lot of success out of that. Mm. Uh, the two primary ways I look at success when I'm thinking about this with executives like you is in terms of, you know, revenue and scaling and sort of how big you are from these higher level metrics and what the people who work with you say, your candidate, like how your your relationships are. And you guys have been named the best staffing firms to work with eight times. Yeah. Is that right? So a lot of people talk about how this is a people business. This is a business built on relationships. But what does that really mean to Signature? Yeah, it's not just lip service. It's, you know, you say what you, you do what you say you're going to do, right? And, you know, we have a very robust relationship model. It's not just about picking up the phone and talking to your candidates. It's actually goes beyond that. We meet all of our candidates. So, you know, if, if we can, if it's, if they're local to a market, um, we have them come in. It's important for us to have that face to face interaction. Um, as well as we do things above and beyond, you know, I, I, very rarely in talking to other staffing professionals here similar types maybe you see little things but not as robust as we do Mm -hmm. um you know we do things like taking our candidates to lunch Mm -hmm. you know we 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 have a touch point every every week um with those consultants so that we're making sure that they're happy and they know us if you look at all the research if you look at all the feedback from candidates the one thing that candidates will say is they they just never hear from their recruiters after they've been placed Mm. and so it sounds so easy but it's so difficult to do Mm. right is to it all really all starts with our founder you know jay cohen he never lets up on this it's the core it's our core model Mm -hmm. um every call that we do if it's a you know an enterprise call with the organization he's talking about it and making sure that you know everyone knows that this is it's a non-negotiable in the organization so we measure it. Okay. Uh, we have measurements around um, this. And Jay's actually talked at SIA and other mm-hmm. conferences specifically on this, 
and it's no secret sauce. I mean, it's our secret sauce, but it's not, if you apply it, you will see success. And that's, that's the hardest part of this is the application of it. And it's, we do the measurement to make sure there's accountability around, mm-hmm. all right, you said you were going to call all these people and you didn't. Mm. Why not? Yeah. Right? And he's looking at those reports and he's coming back because it's that important to him to make sure. And this goes back to, he was a doctor. So it goes back to his, you know, doctor patient relationship. Mm. And that's why he got out of medicine was because he felt that he wasn't able through um, the HMOs to spend a lot of time with his patients and build those relationships. So it became um, transactional. and Yeah, it became yeah. more transactional mm-hmm. for him. And he was like, that's just not for me. And when he got into staffing, it was just an easy transition because it's people. Mm-hmm. And that's he wanted. It fit his uh, core values. And he's like, this is exactly what I want to be able to do. And I'm going to make sure that I hold true. And now, listen, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. But as we've grown... Um, it's become de- definitely more difficult to kind of sustain, but it mm-hmm. is one of our things that it's constantly brought up. It's taught in the training and development mm-hmm. programs. We've built our internal processes with, you know, bullhorn, other tools. We have metrics. There's a whole, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just on a, a plaque in our, in our offices or on our mm-hmm. websites. It's actually, we do hold high integrity to that to make sure that the recruiters and the salespeople are staying in touch with all their people. This episode of The Staffing Show is brought to you by Staffing Referrals, the only recruiter referral platform designed specifically for staffing firms. If you're like most staffing firms, you're probably not using a digital referral platform, which means you're missing up to 60% of your potential referral placements. That's where Staffing Referrals comes in. Their recruiter referral platform helps you capture more referrals by transforming your candidates and contractors into digital brand ambassadors. Why do staffing firms love staffing referrals? You'll instantly get a referral program like the ones used by Lyft, Uber, and Airbnb. Your recruiters get their very own brand ambassador program, and your company will get more referral leads than ever before. I think you should check it out. If you'd like to get more referral leads for your recruiters, check out their 90-day pilot. They're giving Staffing Show listeners $500 off their first 90 days. To claim your $500 discount, visit staffingreferrals.com forward slash hub. I think you'll love it. It seems like it can be particularly tricky to scale something that like is a cultural value. Like this yep. is what you hold sort of at the core of everything you do. How do you convey that in the learning and development or in training or just like sort of correct for any assumptions such as like volume over quality or yeah. anything like that? I know? think the most important thing is just explaining why, mm. right? To a new person coming in or even someone that's coming from an outside firm that hadn't followed that model mm-hmm. in the past, in their past life, is really just explaining why we do it and then also sharing success stories of candidate this and this works. Yeah, candidate yeah. client testimonials around things that have, you know, we, we talk a lot about stories of, of things that have happened in the past around, you know, hey, when, you, when you're questioning whether or not you should pick up the phone and actually call that candidate or call that client, mm-hmm. think about this story because this yielded, it may not yield you something today, but in the long term, it's going to yield much more. Mm-hmm. So don't, yeah, it's really to try to take them away from that transactional model. And, and it is going back to what I said earlier around, you know, hiring from the ground up is mm-hmm. it's all they know mm-hmm. when they're coming in. They, they, we're teaching them our model. So it's definitely a lot 
trickier hiring from the outside of someone that's just been used to just that, like you said, transactional model, not having the experience of like, well, wait, you're telling me to slow down. Mm. I actually need to call these people every week, you know, not just email them or send them a text, like actually pick up the phone and have a conversation with them. Yes, we want you to do that. We want you to actually talk to them. They're people, you know, that's our product. And we want to make sure that they're happy. Yeah. Because if they're not happy, they're going to leave and they're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Right? And then our client's not going to be happy. So it's all this trickle down effect where yeah. it just becomes very, like I said, it's not perfect because, mm-hmm. you know, there are situations where we haven't called mm-hmm. and the consultant gets upset. Well, no relationship is perfect either. It's right. Exactly. There's always things that kind of pop up. But I think, you know, from day one, we're teaching it. It's part of our relationship model. We have a schedule mm-hmm. that they're following. So it's not just, hey, call them once a week. It's like, all right, depending on their situation, people don't want to be called every week. But mm-hmm. if they're, you know, they're not looking and they're on a project, then call them, you know, that, that frequency. Be responsive to the individual, right. not, which is another way. To- yeah, and the other thing that's tricky, too, is bringing in someone new, younger. Mm-hmm. They're used to social media. They're used to texting. Mm-hmm. They're, used, they're not as used to actually pick up the phone and having a conversation with someone. So... Teaching them that, that that's not a connection. A <laughs> yeah. connection is actually having a conversation with someone right, and learning right. about them and building a relationship, not just talking to them about jobs. That's really one of the challenges that we're facing right now is like, oh, well, what do I say when I call them? Oh, that's interesting. So it's giving them the tools of like actually building the relationship. Get to know them as a person. You know, as simple as just asking, how was your weekend? Right. You know, if you're calling them on a Monday, you learn a lot. Like, oh, I took my kids here. Or I, you know, I played baseball or I went on a vacation. That really helps and documenting that so that you can continue to keep building off of those relationships. So it's, yeah. it seems very simple, but it's, you know, in a, in a very high paced industry where it's commission based and you're trying to make money to slow a recruiter or a salesperson down. It, it yeah. becomes very difficult. Yeah. But so, but it, it starts with Jay. Jay is the, the core of it and having that. And it's not just Jay, it's all the ex- executive leadership in the, within signature and they're all, communicating that same premise of relationships, relationships. And like you brought up within all of this is really the paradox of staffing is that you need to slow down to build these relationships, but you need to scale quickly in order to be a player, you know? So what tech choices have you made or tools that you've adopted that have helped you both move fast and slow down? I mean, yeah, so this is my world. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, we, we obviously run Bullhorn, being at the Bullhorn Conference, mm-hmm. but we, we're starting to start to heavily invest in different marketplace partners. Um, we use Daxtra um, as a tool to really increase um, the efficiencies at the desk level for recruiters to be able to find those candidates faster. We're, we're now kind of revamping our sub-vendor program, looking at tools around that. We use Broadbean, which is our job distribution tool, to pushing out jobs to all of the different various boards and the applicant flow comes in, everything is, you know, bullhorn first. So keeping our recruiters as much as possible in bullhorn because that's where all the documentation lives and that's where you're able to leverage that documentation to advance the relationship. So my job has been really heavily focused on creating efficiencies, increasing productivity and hopefully over time, you know, making sure that everyone's happy doing their job because they, we, we've provided them with the tools that they need to be successful. From your perspective, what has been the most exciting thing that you've learned about at the conference or that you're excited about in terms of implementing something a little bit down the road in Bullhorn? Or? Yeah, I mean, so there's been 
obviously this conference, the, the theme is around people, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, obviously I can relate to that heavily being within a, a people focused organization, but there's been a lot of uh, talk around AI automations mm-hmm. and that's really where we're looking to go. Mm-hmm. Um, not definitely not looking to replace the recruiter, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, looking to increase productivity, mm-hmm. increase efficiencies at the desk level. So, you know, those mundane tasks that recruiters are doing every day, my goal and our goal as a company is really how can we put the tools in the hands of the recruiters to find those people faster and be able to talk to the right people as quickly as possible. Um, and so at the conference, I've, you know, I've been in a few sessions where they've talked about you know, automations and I've sat with the new um, head of AI for Bullhorn mm-hmm. yesterday and I learned a lot about the direction that they're going mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see what's to come with that because I think there's there's a lot there that will help, you know, when we talk about automations internally within Signature, we talk about not replacing those tasks, but just enhancing them. Mm. Like, it doesn't replace the phone call, picking up the phone and actually having a conversation with someone. But if I can remind someone about their interview tomorrow mm. without having to actually do anything, the system's doing it for me, mm-hmm. that's great. But it doesn't replace calling the candidate, prepping them for their interview. But hey, you know what, if I send them a text, the morning of their interview, just reminding them to confirm that, mm-hmm. and that that's a, that's an added value, and that enhances the experience for the recruiter, oh, for the candidate. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, you hear, you know, I was hearing in some of the sessions or even some of the keynotes around that AI and machine learning is going to disrupt the industry. Mm-hmm. I've I've actually never viewed it that way. I've never viewed it in a way where it's going to disrupt our business. Mm-hmm. I viewed it as going to enhance the experience for the candidate and for our clients. And that's how that's the approach that I'm looking at. And so it's interesting to see different perspectives of what different companies are doing Mm -hmm. um, to to actually, you know, implement these types of tools, some of the challenges that they're having. So, yeah, it's been a great conference. I've learned a lot. Anything you've picked up here or been thinking about that you think will be sort of a game changer for how you guys do business or sort of top of mind for you for like, I want to when I get back on Monday, like implement this like right away. I think I need to take a step back. I'm at a point where I need to, you know, take a look. There's a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. to this business and figure out, you know, really what's our best approach, looking at all the different tools in the marketplace to what's coming in the future with, with Bullhorn on the AI side. But I think one of the key things I'm actually speaking on this this afternoon is specifically on adoption and change management. Mm-hmm. I think there hasn't been, there's been a, our session might be one of the only ones, but it's not a lot of talk around adoption, mm-hmm. which I think is a, a miss because you can implement all these tools all day long, but if your people are not using them, then it's a waste of money. And so yeah. there's, you know, the approach on adoption is key to me. And so understanding, I, you know, I really want to learn more about what other companies are doing to increase adoption, mm-hmm. not just implementing new tools. You can implement tools all day long. Sure. Right? So, but at the end of the day is how is it impacting your business? What approach are you taking to get people to use these tools? So I think that's going to be, you know, one of the things I, there is a, a marketplace partner that actually is focusing on adoption. So I'm interested to, to learn a little bit more about them and how their tool will actually help our users um, learn more about new technologies that we're rolling out. This episode of the staffing show is brought to you by text us. You might remember TextUs for their conversational text messaging software that helps recruiters communicate faster with candidates. Since launching four years ago, 
Text Us has become the largest provider of text messaging to the staffing industry. In fact, over 500 staffing firms choose Text Us more than any other texting software on the market. Why are they so popular? Because getting a hold of the top talent is more difficult than ever. That's where Text Us comes in. Their real-time communication platform helps your recruiters cut through the noise and get a response. If you want to increase recruiter productivity, you should check out Text Us. You can claim your staffing show exclusive free 30-day pilot by visiting textus.com forward slash hub. Just go to textus.com forward slash hub to claim your pilot and start recruiting in real time. They know adoption is a huge problem. They think sure. it's so much you take on. And if your recruiters don't use it, what's the point, you know? So right. do you have any little sneak peek on what our listeners can do to get their recruiters to use the tools. Yeah, I think one of the biggest mistakes that companies do is they, you know, they get usage data. So we get all these vendors that provide us, you know, usage reports and show like how often they've been in the tool to how many clicks that they have. And, you know, I think companies fall into the trap of just looking at that data and just maybe not knowing what to do with it mm-hmm. or even looking at it and saying, all right, this person's using it, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. That's not the approach that I take is like, I, I really look at, are most effective users, not from the tool standpoint, but from results set. So mm. from a production standpoint, looking at all right, our top producers, what are they doing? And then backing into it to say, all right, they're using these tools this way. Mm. But I'd say one of our newer approaches that we're going to start following is we're actually not going to pick up any new vendors that can't provide us any data mm. on usage. Mm. That's going to be part of, part of our initial evaluation. If they can't and, and I, we've fallen into this trap before where we've gone down a path of chasing the shiny object and saying, wow, this is a great tech tool. But if it can't measure the effectiveness of the tool, then it's a waste of money mm. because you could spend all this money on the tool and then no one's even using it and you have no visibility around using it. So we've done a lot with you know, reporting and tying reports, specifically with Bullhorn, we've done a lot with them on tying the usage data to results mm. and looking at, all right, sitting down with each managing director and all of our business units and showing them what um, their users are doing and then really providing guidance on how they can be more effective. Mm. And it's simplifying it too. That's a big part of it is you'll get masses of amounts of data, you know, from the job boards to bullhorn to whatever, and it's overwhelming and the users or the managing directors in our in our organization can't consume that much data. Mm-hmm. So simplify it. Mm-hmm. Look at what are the key metrics that you want to focus in on and just show them those. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a big fan is less is more, Mm -hmm. right? And so even though they may want to see all the other data, I am very conscious about slowing down and giving them and saying these tools, let's call it features or parts of the tool will impact this part of the workflow. So for example, if a managing director is like, I'm really looking for a tool that can help us increase submissions, okay? Well, let's go back and let's look and see what your users are doing. And then how do I draw correlations between the technologies that we're using and what's going to impact the increase of submission? So I look at that and I say, all right, well, for example, tear sheets in bold one, which is a feature, you know, that allows you to organize your database. Well, that should help over time increase submissions because they'll be able to get to those candidates faster. They're not having to go and source and find, do a ton of searches. If they have organized their database effectively, they can get to those candidates faster. So it's really 
simplifying it because if not, they get overwhelmed. And I learned that the hard way. And I was just providing all the data. Oh, get all this adoption data. I want to show it to you. And then they're like, well, what am I looking at? And then what? All right, so what do we and do? And how do that? I act on it? Yeah, how yeah. do what's our? And that is a key. So. I do meet with them regularly. I go through the adoption data and I spend time with them and, and then we have action items, all right? Whether it's training, whether it's, you know, just desk level, hey, one-on-one showing them how to walk through certain things. But again, going back to one of my original points is you always have to explain the why. Because mm-hmm. if not, it's, you know, what's in it for them? If they don't know, like, hey, this is going to help you get more placements and this is going to actually make you more money. I'm not just trying to push the technology on you just to push it on you. I really am trying to help all of our users be more effective. So it's that piece of it has been, and we've seen a lot of success just on focusing on, on a few metrics, both on the sales and recruiting side. And there's been a lot of buzz internally around that. It really does start with leadership. If I don't have a partner at the branch level that can help drive the accountability, then it really doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's you know there's a measurement component, there's accountability, and there's the reinforcement um, and training. And so if the accountability piece is missing, if you say all right, you want all your team members to use this feature because we've done some analysis to show that it's going to yield more results, and then they're not using it, and the leader in that office is not holding them accountable to using it. Then it just doesn't work. It seems very, it seems very obvious, but I've seen the differences from branch to branch of where I have a strong leader that's helping me drive that accountability. I'm working on the reinforcement. I'm working on the training, and it works really, really well. Mm-hmm. And it's a work in progress. You know, we have over close to 27 branches, so it's it's not perfect in every branch, and we're slowly working to increase that adoption across the board. And I have to slow down, like I said, every time I roll out a new tech, is that is early stage research, understanding what's going to be my adoption plan. It's not just about my implementation, it's adoption. How am I going to measure this? How am I going to show effectiveness? And then really tie that back to results. So that over time, as you bring on new people, you can say, using this tool will yield more submittals. Using this tool will yield better relationships, whatever it may be. That's been evolving over the last couple of years and, I, and I, we've seen a huge impact to that. Great. Not a lot of people are talking about adoption and it seems like such a huge part of bringing on any new tech because we get very excited in this industry about everything. But totally, yeah. But recruiters aren't using it. And I, was, and I was that way five years ago. I'd look at new technology, get excited and never thought about that adoption piece and it's very hard. It's a very hard thing to work through, and so people just skip over it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so they think that the the tool is going to sell itself, and that's not necessarily always the case. You know, especially if you're trying to replace a tool. Mm-hmm. You are. You had a tool, and you're now trying to replace this. And now you have, they, you have that whole change management component of they were used to using this tool this way, but now you're saying don't use it that way. Use it. Use this new tool because it's going to make your, your life a lot easier. You have to really think about what that what your approach is going to be, the communication plan, the adoption plan, all of that to have the best impact. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Today. That was very easy. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to The Staffing Show. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at staffing